Welcome to Transit Unplugged. I'm your host, Paul Comfort. On today's episode, I travel to Fort Worth, Texas, to speak with Paul Ballard, the president and CEO of the Fort Worth Transportation Authority. We'll talk about his big operation there, the largest CNG fleet in North America, also the great new rail project they've got coming from Dallas-Fort Worth Airport out to the Fort Worth area. All that on this special edition of Transit Unplugged. What does it mean to be a successful public transit agency? What are you doing to lead the way? It's time to learn from the top transit professionals in North America. This is Transit Unplugged with your host, Paul Comfort. Welcome to Transit Unplugged. I'm Paul Comfort, your host, and today I'm with Paul Ballard, President and Chief Executive Officer of the Fort Worth Transportation Authority, great guy who's been in this industry a long time and has some very exciting things happening here in Fort Worth. Paul, great to have you with us. I'm glad to be here, Paul, and thanks for coming and visiting us today. Yeah, great. you got a great view here in downtown Fort Worth. You've got a lot going on here. But first, just like to chat, I'd like to uh, talk to CEOs about their career a little bit. You've been in transit like I have a long time. Tell us about your career and how you ended up here in Fort Worth. Well, your podcast isn't long enough to talk about all my <laughs> career in, in transit, but uh, I started at uh, Indiana University as a, as a bus operator, went through the transit management program under Dr. Smirk, and... Um, just kind of built one on the other, moved around, went to bigger transit systems, a fascinating career, and I'm just enjoying being in Fort Worth right now and working on our projects. Good. So you went from, let's go ahead and walk through the career though. You went from Indianapolis to where'd you go after that? Or well, it was Indiana, Indiana. University okay, yeah, yeah. in Bloomington, Indiana. Okay. Uh, and then I went over to the East Coast and I was manager of the Plymouth and Rockton Street Railway, which okay. was suburban service into Boston. Okay. Um, and then I joined American Transit Corporation and was general manager in Winston-Salem, That's North where Carolina. I knew you, I think, when you were right? at ATC Vancom, yeah. And then I was regional vice president negotiating labor contracts and management contracts for several years. Um, with ATC? With ATC. With Terry Vandere and those guys? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the old, the old ATC, back with the, oh. um, the, the early founders from way, way, way back when. Okay, when they were just ATC. Yes. Yes, okay, yes, gotcha. Yes, and back when it was called American Transit Corporation. Right. But... Um, Stuck with the business, uh, became general manager in St. Louis for several years. Okay. Um, went back to the private sector, uh, was with uh, Progressive Transportation, um, sold that company. Um, I remember that. Did too. my own management company for a while and um, got back in on the uh, public side, did Nashville for uh, several years and um, on my way here. Fort Worth has not invested a lot of money in transit over the years. Do you have like a half cent? Sales tax here, yes. is that what it is? Yeah, we generate a half cent, and it, it, it raises about $70 million a year. But when you look at the rest of, of the country and look at the rest of Texas, Dart, uh, Dart in Dallas, for example, you know, their revenue from sales tax of a full penny is over a half billion dollars a year for operating expenses. Yeah. And so, you know, that when people say, well, why can't you guys be like Dallas? I say, well, it's <laughs> 500 million versus 70 million, and that's really the, the difference. And uh, but we're doing we're doing well with what we have. Our big project is uh, Texrail. It's a commuter rail between downtown uh, Fort Worth and uh, Terminal B at DFW Airport. Uh, that'll be in service in just a little over a year. And so that's it's a billion dollar project. We saved our money for a long time. Did you get a <coughs> full funding grant agreement for that? We got a full funding grant agreement on December fifteenth of last year. Got it right uh, before they cut them off, huh? Yes, just under the uh, under the deadline. And. Um, uh, and that's coming along nicely. Uh, our first train set has been delivered, being uh, built by uh, Stadler uh, Railcar Assembly in Salt Lake City. Uh, it's a Swiss company. It's a great train. 
Um, but it'll be about another year, and we'll have that uh, all in service, and, and we'll be uh, be operational. How many miles is that from here to? It's twenty seven miles from downtown wow. Fort Worth to uh, to DFW. That's a, and what's your projected ridership? Well, we we feel that we'll be right at about eight thousand uh, per day. Okay. Uh, by the end of the first year, and it'll go up from there. And. Um, your COO was telling me earlier that it's a different kind of train. You've got the engine in the middle, and then the cars. Tell us, do you know much about that? How, what, that's an interesting design. It's a. Um, it's called the Flirt, fast, light, innovative regional train. Yeah. Um, and the park car is in the middle. It's diesel, multiple unit, and um, with uh, cabs on both ends. So it, it it moves quickly through service. You get to the airport. There's no turning or anything. The, the okay. engineer just walks to the other end of the train yeah. and then runs it from that end. Uh, seats about 225 people, another 225 standing. Uh, we'll run 365 days a year. It'll be 30 minutes uh, between trains during peak hours and hour off peak and late nights. Um, but it's it's got, uh, we've established quiet car uh, on each train, okay. uh, which will be kind of unique. Just like Amtrak. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like we do on the East Coast, they have a quiet yeah. car in every Amtrak train. So we'll DC. do that, and um, it's uh, it's a European design, but yeah. it's by America. That's um, great. So it's it's going to be a great train. That's really probably is. very efficient. I know, um, you know, when I was at MTA, we ran what's called Mark, the Maryland uh, area regional mm-hmm. commuter train, and we often had an engine on both sides of the train. So we get uh, between Baltimore and DC, and we get down to one end, and uh, they would go to the other end of the train. But that means you have to have two engines for every. And this way, you have yeah. in the middle, you only need one. That's, That's really unique. Right, and it's tier four compliant, meets all the, uh, the updated uh, environmental regulations in the U.S. And so we're pretty excited about it. Um, it's an all aluminum train, so it's a new technology, but all very aluminum. very strong. Yes. Yeah, so that's probably very light. Uh, that's that's great. It's, Interesting. And so will so, you operate that directly or have you hired a contract company? Uh, we're using Herzog Rail Services, which is the same company that operates our Trinity Railway Express, which we co-own with Dallas Area Rapid Transit. Yeah, so talk about and that. You've got something big going on with those guys too, right? Well, it's been in service now for 20 years and it runs daily service between Dallas and Fort Worth. It's got a great uh, support. Uh, a lot of people use it, eight to 10,000 uh, riders a day, use it to get to work, uh, appointments and so on and so forth. And um, so we we uh, utilizing Herzog now for for our project, which is exclusively Fort Worth transportation. Um, we get the economies of scale of having Herzog management on scene. Sure. So, so we're, we think it's going to work out real well. Are you doing something new though? A new rail project? Somebody was telling me about that yesterday with uh, with this with Trinity. Is there something a new line? No, oh, no. Okay. It's, it's the Tex Rail line. That's where it is. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's good. So that's uh, so that's our big project is Tex Rail, and then the other big issue is that. We did a, a complete master plan uh, layout for all of Fort Worth and Jack County, and and now we're working through that, trying to raise the funding to uh, to expand the bus service because, um, as you know, um, the rail services can be the trunk of the tree, but you've got to have the limbs to that's right. the train stations. Yes, and so that's really where we're working now is to try to build out those those limbs and the bus routes and so on. And um, we're working hard. We're getting a lot of community support. Not a lot of money yet, but we think we'll get there. Right. What's your annual operating budget here for Fort Worth Transit? Uh, we're programming this coming year about $71 million. Okay. And your capital budget? Well, capital budget is, is kind of crazy because of tax rail. Right. I mean, our, our capital budget for next year is... Uh, around six hundred million dollars wow, for wrapping up uh, yeah. tax rail. So almost nine times what your operating budget is right. very but unusual. That's, that's yeah. because of the big sure, construction yeah, project. Yeah. But we also have ongoing capital projects on the Trinity Railway Express. We're doing a big 
uh, bridge replacement close into downtown Fort Worth. Okay. It's a $32 million bridge that we're going to start in the next uh, uh, fiscal year. Gotcha. Uh, it'll take us two years to do it, but it's a 1903 bridge that uh, needs to be replaced. And what's the population of this service area that you serve in Fort Worth? Well, Fort Worth itself is about 850,000. Okay. We're, but the whole metro area the is the fourth largest That's what I thought, with Dallas and Fort Worth, yeah. yeah because it's big time. It's, well, it's New York, Chicago, New York, L.A., Chicago, and DFW. Okay. And according to the Council of Governments, we'll surpass Chicago within 10 years. Really? Yeah, everybody's coming to Texas. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Just look at the traffic. You'll see. Yeah. That's why we're trying to build transit. Yeah. uh, We're trying to get ready for folks. So So what's your daily ridership on your service? Well, we do about 10,000 passenger trips a day uh, on the bus service. Okay. And, uh, but that's, that's totally inadequate. We've got to build on Yeah. And as we implement the master plan, we know that those numbers will start to go up. Um, we're we're battling to a certain extent some of the, um, the overall uh, bus ridership declines around the country. Yes. But we think that we have a good plan to reverse that, and we're seeing reverses in the areas where we've actually implemented the master plan, which is essentially um, frequency. Okay. That's 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 how you get people to use your. Services. I agree with that. It's got to be frequent. Yep. It's got to be simple. It's got to be you know don't go take all these turns, you know, keep, right. but keep the buses moving and have them very, very frequent. And we're seeing that where we implemented that, that level of service on the north side of Fort Worth, we're seeing increases in ridership. So, Are you doing what, what's you know, under 15 minute headway, so considered high frequency in some of those routes? Um, 15 minutes is yeah. the best we're doing right now. We okay. have one route in the downtown that runs every 10 minutes. Okay. Wow, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, what's, that's what people are doing all over the country. Uh, as you know, uh-huh. is moving to high-frequency transit, rerouting their bus yep. networks, which yep. is, you know, the workhorse of a public transit system. Um, now, a couple comments on that I wanted to have you comment on. One is you're unique here in Fort Worth, I think, in that you contract out a lot of the operations or most of the operations. Is that right for fixed route and paratransit? Well, this is a traditional southern or southeast or southwest state where you have conflicts in the federal and state law where we're not allowed to bargain collectively with our workforce. So therefore, we have a, an outside management company that is actually the employer of, of all the union members. I mean, it works well. It's, yeah. um, uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not a problem. But our management company, which is RATP Dev, actually negotiates uh, the labor contract, signs the labor contract with the employees. Uh, we, as the authority, we set the budget, so that's the control. Right. And then they have to negotiate within the, uh, the budget that we give them. Uh, but it's really worked very well. And then we also, because we use Herzog Rail to manage our rail services, we have um, some local cab and um, mobility companies that do some of our paratransit work. So it's a it's a true public-private partnership in many respects. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, I think it works well for us. Yeah, and I'm sure it helps you be very efficient as well financially to have that kind of arrangement. That's mm-hmm. great. You've got a control mechanism in place with the budget, et cetera. Yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, like... There's a lot of transit trends that are happening now across the industry. Some of it involves microtransit or companies like Lyft and others to help reduce. Are you doing anything with those? Yes, actually, um, Denton County Transportation Authority to the north of us here actually has an active program in one or two communities where they're subsidizing Lyft and Uber trips. Uh, we're currently working to establish some of that here. Uh, we've picked a geographic area that we're, we're focusing on and we're working with uh, tracking the funding because we're not just going to throw our money out there and say we're going to do it. You know, we've right. got to build our base network first. Um, but um, we, we anticipate having a partnership uh, in 2018 for that. 
Oh, that's great. <clears throat> so as we look to the future of transit, part of what I've been doing is, is analyzing a lot of what's going on in America and around the world with transit. To me, it seems like transit authorities have often acted and we have been mobility monopolies in cities. We're the only ones that were moving people. But now there's this disruptive technology which is coming in, which is basically all tied around the smartphone and people being able to, mm -hmm. uh, like we talked about, getting a Lyft vehicle or getting or these new companies like Bridge that's now gone to Australia and other, other kind of um, transportation networking companies that are doing that. How do you see that impacting transit going forward or even autonomous vehicles coming here? What, what do you see? I mean, you, you've kind of been in this industry a long time. You've got the, uh, the benefit of that experience. What do you see coming right around the corner? What do we need to be ready for as an industry? Well, I think the trends that you described are all good. Um, anything that gets people out of the single occupant vehicle, you know, that they park in their garage at home is good for transit. It's good for everybody. It's good for the communities. And so I, I view it sort of as the restaurant district or the, or the motor mile where you go buy your car. I think that all of that uh, um, improves people's uh, willingness to give up the single occupant vehicle. Yes. And, and I think that we have to look at deploying all of the uh, tools in the toolbox. And it's everything that you described. All of those things have to be a part of it. We have to embrace it um, as we design our new train stations uh, to open for a year from now. We're making sure that they, we have space for vehicles to come in, drop people off, pick people up, wait, you know, for Ubers and Lyfts, and all that's got to be designed into your facility in addition to multiple bus bays that can handle up to 60-foot buses. So we're designing the stations for the future to really handle any and all eventualities. That's great. Very interesting. Um, and you're, uh, you, you seem like you've had a great, you've got a great staff working for you here. I'm sure that's a, a lot of the CEOs are very, um, uh, often want to compliment their staff and talk about that. You've, you've, I've met your COO. Seems like a great guy. You've got a great team here, don't you? Help. Uh, we have an excellent team. Yeah, uh, we're a small team, but everybody is uh, is sharp. They're dedicated. They work together as a great team, and and we're making great progress as a team. Along with our board of directors, we can't forget. Yeah. So tell us how that. How are you governed here? We have uh, an eleven member uh, board of directors. Uh, eight are appointed by the city council of Fort Worth, and okay. three are appointed by the um, the county court. Or the county commission. Okay. And um, we get really, really good appointees who are very interested in what we do. Um, they understand the difference between setting policy and management, you know, which is um, yes. very, very, very appreciated, and uh, but extremely supportive. And um, uh, it's, it's a great group. It's primarily business people. Um, and you yeah. know, they get it. They don't want hours-long meetings. Right. They just want to say, tell us what the issue is, what's your recommendation, let's make a decision and move on. It's been a great relationship with the board. That's great. Well, <clears throat> and you've, you're, um, your system has got a lot of accolades here. Uh, I mean, you, you've, uh, I think you've, you've, made, you've put Fort Worth on the map when it comes to the transit world. In, in Texas, which is, what, the second largest state in America after California, is that right, land-wise? Uh, well, I think Alaska's first. Okay. Ah. Yeah, Alaska's first. I didn't know that. And then I think... I think Texas is second. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so we're still ahead of California. Yeah. So, so how is your relationship with uh, Text Dot Do they help fund you, oversee you, or are they just highways? Uh, well, Text Dot is a multimodal agency. Okay. Um, un unfortunately, um, they are dealing with the same um, political processes that many states around the country are. In that, um, there's not a lot of support for public transportation. Um, TxDOT itself is very supportive. They're smart people, um, and they try to work with us. Their hands are somewhat tied by the legislature, um, 
which is going through whatever it is we're going through in this country right now and and will emerge from it but but they're good people to work for they don't provide any funding for us okay we don't get any is that right nothing from them okay interesting I guess last question would be, I see you're holding a mug about the Van Cliburn Piano mm. Company. I'm a pianist, you know, so it's very oh. interesting to me. It was held here in Fort Worth. Uh, tell people around the country a little bit about what's cool here in Fort Worth. Uh, I, I've been to a few of the things here as a tourist in other visits, but I don't know that everybody knows the, the really neat background of this city and what you could come see when you come oh, here. Well, Fort Worth is a great city. I moved here from Nashville and because uh, uh, I love Nashville, um, but I've really come to love uh, Fort Worth. We have a a very livable, walkable downtown. I actually live downtown. I walk to work, take six minutes, or I hop on the shuttle bus or whatever. Um, it's easy to move around, but we have some great um, cultural um, resources here. The Clyburn that you mentioned is a uh, is a huge worldwide uh, class event that occurs every four years. It just happened uh, this year. Um, music competition it's awesome i yeah. went to many many of the of, have you the i've seen them on tv but never got oh, to go to one yeah it's really really wonderful we have uh, a wonderful museum district um uh, it's they're, once again world-class museum districts right and then you've got the cattle uh march right that, that's what i went to what's oh, that about talk okay. about that well, for a second. that's yeah. that's our old stockyards because yeah, up that's through it. the the 1960s and early 70s a lot of the Cattle Drive still came to Fort Worth, and, and we had the big meat packing companies, Armour, um, and one other, and you know they processed all that meat. Of course, that's all um, not done anymore, but we still have the stockyards, and they've become a, a, quite a tourist attraction. And there's a, a, a herd of these um, longhorn steers that yes. walk down Main Street in the stockyards a couple times a day, and people come from all over the world to watch. Yeah. These. He's it's a, phenomenal. I mean, it was very impressive. I can still remember. My kids loved it. It was great. Yeah. So I mean, it's um, it's culture and cowboys, they say, and um, and so this this it, it, it's a great community. People are friendly. Uh, they're welcoming. Uh, we just need to get them to open up their wallets for transit. There you right. go. That's, that's right. That's the key. Well, your your new rail project sounds very exciting. I hope to be back uh, in a year or two, and or a year, and see it when it's in operation. Maybe ride it. Myself from DFW out here. That'd be awesome. Thanks so much for being with us today. Okay, my pleasure, Paul. Yep. We've been uh, talking to Paul Ballard, who is the head of Fort Worth Transit here in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm in his office overlooking downtown Fort Worth. A great operation, a great team here. Thanks for being with us today on Transit Unplugged. You've been listening to Transit Unplugged, powered by Trapeze Group. To stay up to date, subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or join the conversation at transitunplugged.com. Thanks for listening.